0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: Let's see, a couple things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, we get this uh, chilling at the Lubbock RV park. Go Rangers! Oh, nice chilling. Mm-hmm. Got a little campfire going. Maybe, maybe some if, bacon if and eggs on the on the. If he's on...
3: chilling. I bet he's not. I bet there's not a campfire involved. Okay. I mean the temps are pretty warm here in Lubbock. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> well, but I don't if know he's if you're like chilling. Cooking, he's, cooking he's over probably cooking inside.
2: On, cooking over an open campfire. You know, maybe some bacon and eggs this morning, and getting the other. Getting the other campers around to have a cup of coffee and, you know, kind of just, you know, just chew the fat, so to speak.
3: Are you camping in Boston?
2: Hmm. (laughs) Might be. If they say coffee. Coffee. A cup of coffee. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, The answer to your question, Chuck, will the All-Star break help the Rangers, uh, is yes. Yes, I think you're exactly right about that. Uh, this. Good morning. Listening while driving back to Lovick from Panama City Beach, Florida. Oh man, I bet the beach was awesome. I bet the beach was awesome. Get your feet in the sand. But you, that was yeah. that was a good time.
3: He's probably bringing half of it back with him. <laughs> probably,
2: probably so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Still got sand between his toes mm. and his ears. Oh, man, I love that. You love that.
2: I do. Oh, I man. do. Um, yeah, he'll
3: I, be finding that sand for like a month and a half.
2: You yeah. know. His um,
3: luggage, everything.
2: My, uh, just so you know, the guy that the guy whose name I blew with the with Boy Wonder during uh, Adolus Garcia was not Adolus Garcia. It was Captain Turbot, who is uh, a cartoon character in uh, Paw Patrol. Okay, so
3: okay. I'll save that on my phone. <laughs> okay, check that off of things I needed to know today. Okay, so sure, I got sure. that
2: down. Sure, just trying to just trying to share a little insight. You know, share a little. You know, humility and, and personal life and all those things, help so that you. Because I know that you want to know. I know that you need to know those those things.
3: Just trying to share a little personal life, Jeff.
2: <laughs> Maybe a little sports along the way too. You know? I
3: mean, hope it doesn't get in the way.
2: I'm trying not to. Okay. T- trying to get that all out of the way or early on. Early on this morning, all right. A couple of uh, Texas Tech baseball notes: uh, Mason Molina, whom I mean, I think from the get-go you thought was going to Arkansas. Now that's official, right?
3: Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Just social media stuff. Yeah.
2: Right. So he's he gone. We knew that. And Dylan Carter to Georgia.
3: Okay.
2: Okay. Does that that does that surprise you? Sadden you? Is it just like, well, oh, that's kind of how it is now.
3: Um, yeah, I, it does, I don't really have a strong opinion one way. I hope, hope he does well. Mm-hmm. Hope it goes well for him. It was, you know, I think he definitely was a guy that needed to change his scenery. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I hope, I wish him the best of luck. Good guy. Um, you know, seemed like, uh, he enjoyed his time here at Texas Tech, but and we all know the struggles he was having offensively over the last couple of seasons and looked like he needed to go somewhere else. Give it a go. Yeah, George has been really ask, active in the uh, in the <laughs> this summer's free agency market. So they're trying to remake their team.
2: That'll be his third school. Is that correct? do no. just a second. Yeah, just a second. Yeah, okay. I mean sometimes it's hard to keep hard to keep track.
3: It's hard to not wonder what would have <clears throat> happened if Dylan um, didn't break his wrist going Superman into the wall last mm-hmm. year. Um, he was having a terrific terrific start to his season. Uh, always been an elite defender, but you know, the offense had been hit or miss, literally. And, um, well, he was, he was really swinging it well before he got hurt last year and, um, just wasn't the same guy when he came back. Yeah. I think he was still dealing with a bunch of injuries, including the wrist as, as the season went along. But, um, wish him the best of luck. Good guy.
2: Yeah. So, um, so he's gone.
3: And in this situation, I'll be honest with you, Chuck, I feel like the transfer portal is a good thing. Okay. Okay, because, I mean, I think it's pretty clear he wasn't going to get the playing time here. It's a situation where, and you've said it sometimes, you've said it before about, like, big leaguers or NFL players, whatever. Like, man, that guy seems talented, just not working out here, just needs a change of scenery. He just needs to go somewhere else and start over. That's that's what I feel about for Dylan Carter. I felt the same way about um Man, now I'm forgetting his name. He's already gone, so I've forgotten him. The kid from Gage, Oklahoma. Um, the pitcher. Anyway, some guys just, just need mm-hmm. to go somewhere else and get it tried out. Mm-hmm. Try it out somewhere else.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how do you think – it's it's interesting because the Arizona State basketball, or baseball coach had some harsh words as yeah. his, his shortstop left to go to Ole Miss. Uh, his name is Willie Bloomquist. He's the the head baseball coach. At Arizona State, um, his his comment was um, among among the comments was matter of fact. Uh, a lot of them feel like we're going to be better off without him, and the attitude he showed at times he was he was frank and I guess maybe honest to a point.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying that. As a matter of fact, I have no idea. Okay. What he was like as a teammate or anything like that. I have no clue. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Um not saying that what he said is not true or one hundred percent accurate or the possibility that they will be improved without him. I don't know. But it's just uh I think as a as a head coach you gotta try to avoid the immediate frustration and popping off like that. Yeah. I think it's um, I don't think anybody's mad at him for doing it, but it's a, everybody understands his frustration. But it's it's a bit of a bad look. It, yeah. And and again, <clears throat> um, you're gonna you're gonna pick up transfers from other schools, right? Mm-hmm. And and those other schools maybe didn't want to lose some of their guys too. So you can't be so angry and bitter about the transfer portal if you also are using it right Mm -hmm. okay so that leads me to believe there was a little bit more to the story here you know maybe he wasn't honest with the team maybe just two weeks ago he told them hey i want to be here or something and then all of a sudden changed his mind or maybe he was a kid that you know uh, we've had guys here that have demanded everything and then when they left you're kind of like okay good riddance
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: You know, we've all, we've all worked with people. You're like, hey, that guy's really good at his job, but, and not not the greatest teammate. You know, maybe he wasn't great for chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're kind of like, yeah, hey, we'll miss him, but at the same time, we won't miss him. Okay. So, I mean, that that happens. The old addition sports. by subtraction line. Yeah. Sure. You know? So, yeah. I don't know, but I just think as a manager, head coach, or whatever, you, you want to avoid comments like that. You you just want to.
2: As frustrated as you are, yeah, you just want to avoid you, you that. You got to just take a chill pill. Yeah, he. he also- and I
3: say the same thing to myself in case you're wondering about the transfer portal stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the Red Raiders have added guys, you know, in all sports, and they've been helpful too. But uh, I'm, I'm still at the point that I'm like, uh, I just wish that, I just wish it wasn't used as much
2: across ball the board ball. across
3: that? the board and i just i think i could live with it if you couldn't stay within within the conference i can handle also, it a whole lot better
1: it's also the guy going someplace to get playing time transfer i think we're all in favor of sure whether it's going coming here to play or going somewhere else to like, play
3: yeah like i mean like i didn't blame hudson white at all right no because he wasn't going to be the starting catcher he wants to be the starting catcher he wasn't going to be the starting catcher i don't mean and, and Chat line, yes. Brendan Curtin. Okay, he needed to start over somewhere else. I don't blame him at all. I think it's great for both of those guys. Okay, we could list off a bunch of football players or basketball players, too, probably in the same situation. Okay. You know, Mason Molina was a different deal. It's a different deal. And, and again, as I told you guys, I don't know, it was yesterday or the yesterday, day before? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, there's a difference between come play for us and pay to play for us, and come play for us, and you will make money paying for us, playing for us, okay? There's a difference. I can't be mad at Mason Molina. If it was my kid, I might make the same decision. I could be disappointed just because I really liked the kid and thought he was you know, all in as a Red Raider, but I, I can't be mad at him for that. I mean, if that was our child, yeah. don't you think we'd be making the same decision? Probably so. Okay? Okay. Probably so. I think we would. I think we would. And I, and it would hurt the same time. <laughs> sure. It's yeah. Th-
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is June the twentieth,
2: twenty twenty three. Here is Jeff McGuire. July twentieth. Uh, July the twentieth. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Did you just
3: back us up a month? I did I did I did.
2: I did back excuse me. Today is July the twentieth, twenty twenty. If Three. it
3: was June the 20th, wouldn't it be the long, what is it, 20th or 21st? 21st That's
2: is the longest, longest day. day of the yeah, year. It be getting, coming up tomorrow. We'll be getting shorter, right? We're yeah. getting shorter, shorter. The days are getting yeah, we're shorter. we're already on the downslide. Yeah, we're right? on the downslide here. Yeah.
1: 1944, Brands uh, Brown. <laughs> Browns, Nelson Porter is the first pitcher suspended for throwing a spitball. Mm. 1958, Detroit Tigers future baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Jim Bunning. No hits, the Boston Red Sox three to nothing. This obviously before he ran for Senate. That, I think that was a perfect game. Just as a no hitter.
2: Just as a no hitter. Okay.
1: 1965, New York Yankee pitcher Mel Stodemeyer hits an inside the park grand slam. <laughs> as a pitcher. As a pitcher.
3: That's interesting. That would have been fun. Mm-hmm. won't ever see that again, Chuck.
2: You won't. You won't ever see that again.
3: Unless it's Shohei.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, in fairness, we do this day in sports history every day, and this is the only one I can ever remember happening. So, not like it happens all, all the time beforehand. 1970, Dodgers' Bill Singer no-hits the Phillies 5 to nothing, giving up no walks. Did have a hit-by-pitch, though. 1976, Hank Aaron hits his 755th and final home run. And in 2021, NBA Finals, Milwaukee Bucks beat the the Phoenix Suns, excuse me, 105 to 98 in game six to win their first title in 50 years. Giannis is your MVP, 50 points in game six alone. I got three awesome things for food today. Happy National Ice Cream Sunday Day. Happy National Lollipop Day. And Happy Fortune Cookie Day.
2: Uh, The first one for me.
3: Yeah, I'll take the Ice Cream Sunday. A strawberry one, though.
2: Yes, I'm one with you on the strawberry. Mm -hmm. Real strawberries,
3: not the syrup. I'm not a fan of the syrup.
1: Happy birthday to Sandra O, oh, who's 52. Julian Huff uh, is thirty-five, Carlos Santana 76, Ray Allen 48, Ben Simmons 27, Steven Strasberg, 34, and Benji Molina is 48.
2: Steven Strasberg
1: 34. Wow. And on this day, in 1973, the actor and martial art expert Bruce Lee dies in Hong Kong at the age of 32 from a brain enema possibly caused by a reaction to a prescription painkiller
3: or being hit with a basketball (laughs) could be
1: during lee's all too brief career he became a movie star in asia and almost right after his death in america enter the dragon was a box office hit eventually grossing more than 200 million dollars wouldn't be released for another month and that is the in sports history
2: Kato, um, Bruce Lee was uh, Cato on uh, the Green Hornet, which was a kind of a, a different version of the same time of same time as Batman, the real the real Batman, the Batman on TV. Okay. And, everyone, and I think one, they had a crossover one time with uh, the Green Hornet and Batman coming together to.
1: Batman you know, and Rama were climbing up the wall while uh, the Green Hornet and Cato poked their head out the window.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cato Kalin. No. 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 K-
1: just,
2: his name was just Cato. Okay.
3: His name was just Cato. What, um, what happened when the Charlotte Hornet arrived?
2: <laughs> when the Charlotte Hornet arrived. <laughs> right. Uh, they lost. They lost. <laughs> they lost. Uh, by the way, Jim Bunning did throw a perfect game, but it was later. Yeah. Um, He threw a perfect game on what was called Father's... It wasn't officially Father's Day. It was on Father's Day. Father's Day did not become an official holiday. I don't know if you knew this or not. Until 1972. Is it yet? What do you mean, is it yet?
1: We celebrate Mother's Day a lot.
2: Sure. You're saying that Father's Day is not... Kind
1: of ignored. Yes.
2: Kind of... I don't I don't necessarily think that that's the case. So, so,
1: <laughs> there's a lot to unpeel there.
3: Um 72 was the year officially. 72. Mm-hmm. When did Mother's Day start?
2: I I don't know. Don't have the don't have the answer to that question.
3: I I would say at my house it's pretty equal. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's probably because um I, I don't know. Neither one of us are expecting too much, okay? It's pretty equal. I I I can I I can buy into a little bit about what Jeff is saying.
1: Mm-hmm. We okay? hear about Mother's Day for a month. L- like Major League
3: it. Baseball, they don't have different colored bats for Father's Day, do they? Mm-mm. Right? I mean, they, they, there's no, no nothing special about Father's Day for Major League Baseball. You know who likes baseball more m- mothers or fathers fathers probably fathers right but the, but they don't honor them right mm-hmm. it's just it's just father's day now mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of teams had like dads throwing out the first pitch and stuff <clears> like <throat> that but nobody gets different uniforms or different colored bats or anything like that so yeah. i don't know there's there's definitely some truth i mean i gotta I got a brother who basically his his wife when it's her birthday or it's mothers day it's basically like a week for a week it. okay. it's like a week yeah
2: uh, by the way uh, the only president to be a former US history teacher Woodrow Wilson in 1914 signed a proclamation declaring mothers day to be held on the second sunday in may as a national holiday so to like honor mothers
3: 58 year head start <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> so, so, so there, so there you go.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then, okay. So one last point, point. Mm-hmm. one last point. I feel like they deserve more than we do.
2: Yeah. They kind of went through more, right?
3: Yeah. They deserve more mm-hmm. than we do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's no.
3: They're the glue that holds it all together. Jeff. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. They keep everybody in check. Right.
3: Yeah. 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 They've got a bigger challenge than we do. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's not just the uh, it's not just the children that they have to deal with, but mm-hmm. the you know the <clears throat> spousal children, aka the husband. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's those a big us are, challenge for of us some of are,
2: them too. Those of us that are still twelve, right? I mean, <laughs> which would be me. Mm-hmm. You know, I still I still fall into that still fall into that category. Um, let's see. <clears throat> This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, our guy that's uh, chilling in the RV, uh, you had said, hey, it sounds like a great way to spend the weekend. He said, yes, it is. Son and expecting daughter-in-law are here, too. I will be a grandfather after I turn 63 this fall. Well, good for you. That's awesome. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Soon you'll be reading Paw Patrol and <clears throat>
3: Man, Avengers
2: have, and, and uh, Spider-Man, all those things. I feel like things. I
3: have more and more friends every day that are grandfathers.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh it's the best deal ever. Uh, this from uh, Red Raider Charlie, uh, GM. Good morning, fellas. That's what that meant. GM. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning, fellas. Great show, and I listen every morning. The Air Raider game last night was a blast. Those fans love their Air Raiders. Could we have a meet and greet where the guys sit at tables and us fans greet them, shake their hands, and say thank you? And one last point: Mooney was right. John Roberson is a legend. Meredity definitely has the best tan. Oh, okay. Thank you, Red Raider Charlie. Fair,
3: no question about that.
2: Thank you, Red Raider Charlie.
3: Davide was dark. <laughs> he
2: was, <laughs> he's been enjoying the Italian beaches, maybe apparently. Man,
3: it was I was jealous. Good, man. For, it, good it, for him. It, yeah. I it, it, it just was um I just thought Roberson would play it at a different level of intensity than some of the guys. Um yeah, I, and and again I thought like Jordan Tolbert and Tariq Owens. Um, Zach Smith, I thought, played with that same kind of intensity. But there were some of the guys where it just felt like they were out there having fun. It was kind of like an all-star game. So I'll be really interested to see them crank it up a little bit more.
2: Maybe as they look at the tape and they say, hey, we need a little bit more out of you, buddy boy.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether it's um, just the intensity or whether it's, whether it's like, hey, this isn't an all-star game. We're going to try to run an offense here. And, and not just jack up shots every time we touch the ball.
2: Well, and you wonder, you wonder too. I mean, Roberson, he he didn't play on great teams here, so maybe he's like, oh, "This is my chance to shine a little bit. This is a chance to have some success here." And yeah. and same thing for Tolbert, maybe saying, oh, "I got something to prove."
3: Yeah, I I did have to disagree with one of the comments made by by the broad- broadcasters last night. I was like, "You got to remember, for most of these guys, this is their first time coming back here." Now, there's uh, some of them, yes, but. That's what I love about this team. Most mm-hmm. of these guys, that's not the case. Yeah, they, yeah. They, They've been around, and so I think that's super cool about this team.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Quiet before the calm, or the storm, I should say, maybe of uh, Big 12 football and high school football and everything that's getting ready to start here in the next, I don't know, about two or three weeks. As uh, we get ready for uh, Texas Tech to have their opening of uh, fall workouts. I always find it funny that they call them fall workouts when it's still in the dead of summer and it's hotter than hell. But that's what they call them, fall camp, right? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the high schoolers will be in that way, too. And the NFL guys, are. Uh, some of them are in, uh, others are getting in, and they'll uh, probably be all in and ready to, to hit it uh, starting on uh, on Monday for the most part. Um Saw this uh, last night, this headline. This is from uh, Greg McElroy, uh, who played quarterback at uh, Colorado. And at one point in time, he thought maybe he was going to come here to play quarterback. Uh, He's now an ESPN guy. He said if he was a betting man, he would wager on Colorado being in the Big 12 by the 2026 season. That's, That's three years from now.
3: So is Colorado the most likely at this point? Does it feel that way?
2: It does. It does feel that way. Yeah, I think Um, I would agree with you. You know, I think um, McElroy McElroy says this. I think Colorado is already going. That's not source. I'm not saying it's done. I'm just saying right now, if you told me, Greg, bet $100. Where will Colorado be playing football in 2026? I say the Big 12. I would say the same thing for Arizona. Who knows there may be more. Uh, This, of course, all... Because of you know what's gone on with conference realignment and what's happening with you know uh, the Pac-12 or maybe what's not happening, they'll have their media day uh, tomorrow, and I'm sure that they'll be asked plenty of questions about their TV deal, and we'll hear things like, "Oh, we're, we're at the table," or "Oh, we've we've gotten more interest over the last six weeks than we did the last six months," and "Oh, you know our deal doesn't expire until the end of this year, so we still have plenty of time." Oh, you know, we're we're not we're not we're not giving up hope here or anything like. That. We're very vibrant. We're a good conference. But the problem is, you, you talk. I mean, people have said Big Twelve is watered down. Well, what's the Pac twelve going to be when when UCLA and USC leave?
3: It's going to be drowning?
2: <laughs> drowning. <laughs> drowning. Uh, somebody says Mack will a bamboo. Right? I think I said that. If I if, if I didn't, I did. That's what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you know, Brett Yormark, when he was talking about, um, you know, Colorado and, and Deion Sanders and he says, they know brand, I'm a brand guy. I think they've done an incredible job. If you look at how kind of how they're elevating and amplifying their brand and engaging with their fans, they've done a wonderful job. So I wish them well, it's almost like, man, if that were, um, if that were, uh, you know uh, a, a professional team you know a professional commissioner that almost be like tampering <laughs> you know or an owner mm-hmm. you know, it, it comes across no, that would be
1: tampering that's it almost would, the definition yes
2: right it's it's right it's right there they know brand i'm a brand guy okay <clears throat> so anyway so we'll see uh we'll see what happens there meanwhile the um you know we talked about san diego state their their deal right now they're a, they're a conference in good standing Um, for this coming year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what, what happens, what happens after that? You know, um, do they get to, do they get to go back into their deal and go, well, if you leave before July 1 of 2024, you know, is it 17 million as opposed to 34 million right now? Because
3: don't you believe at some point they still think they're going to get that shot?
2: Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't they? Especially if Colorado and Arizona leave. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna need they're gonna need teams to stay um, to stay vibrant. Um, there, this is what the commissioner said. This is At from that
3: point. The Pac twelve in the Mountain West should just kind of form some sort of alliance together or some sort of conference together because you know the Pac twelve is going to be picking schools from them, and mm-hmm. it one makes you wonder how the mountain west is going to be able to survive
2: right right the mountain west commissioner gloria noveveris said a resolution with the schools reached this week allowing san diego state to remember remain as a member in good standing through the 23-24 season
3: until the Pac 12 asks nicely she, if they can have them
2: she said this i'm proud to report that earlier this week we came to a resolution and san diego state will continue to be a member in good standing I'm not going to be commenting on the deliberations of the board or the details of the resolution. Suffice to say, I feel we landed in a very good spot and we're very much looking forward to moving forward with San Diego State. Well, <laughs> you know, you just wonder, do they have an addendum to their deal that says, okay, now you can leave before July 1 of 2024 and it's only going to cost you 17 as opposed to
3: 34 Sure.
2: That That's... You know the other thing is, is that they, um, you know, they paid all the legal fees. Now the athletic director for San Diego State said that that school can't pay a thirty-four million dollar exit fee. So the athletic says this. This is their commentary. So this would appear to lock San Diego State in with the Mountain West for at least another two seasons. I, I am suspicious of that because if the Pac-12 came to them and said. Uh, we watch you. They'd be like, okay, we're, we're gone. Yeah,
3: it depends on how much, all, all depends on how much that buyout is. You they know, don't get out of the deal.
2: It's interesting. You wouldn't want San Diego, I mean, partly based on their location, but mainly based on their brand, you wouldn't want San Diego State to be in the Big 12, would you? I wouldn't hate it. You wouldn't hate it? I wouldn't hate it. Okay. I
3: mean, it's getting you somewhat an area of the country, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I think San Diego State dominates that market or anything like that, I, I mm-hmm. get it, but it would get you a little west coast there.
2: Sure, I mean, and, and your mark has clearly said he wants to be in all the time zones. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, you're you're there with West Virginia and now you're there also with, you know, Central Florida, Central, Central Florida? Florida, yeah, Central Florida. Yeah, Central Point. Central mm-hmm. Fo- I mean, it's hard to kind of keep track of all these alphabets that you got going on now. All uh, these alphabets? Yeah. How many
3: alphabets is there?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, there's one alphabet, okay, but with all these schools, all the new all the new letters and everything, it's just like, you got to make sure that... Can you, you know,
3: also read the Mayan alphabet? No. Okay.
2: No, I cannot read the Mayan alphabet. Okay. okay.
3: I was just wondering, I was going to really be really impressed.
2: Mayan? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm 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 doing. My and yours, <laughs> right, right. I'm doing good to get the ABCs down. Okay. <laughs> mm. Clearly, I've struggled with some pronunciations over the last, you know, 24 hours. Well, it's, I think that's. I, I I try really hard to. I like getting people's name right, so sometimes I really I sh- I struggle to. Admit, okay, how do you say? How do you want your name to be said? And I try really hard to to do that. And sometimes I slip up.
3: Adoles.
2: Adoles Garcia, right, right. Araldus Chapman, Captain Turbot, you know, all those things. Very, very important to get accurate. Everybody wants their name to be said correctly.
3: Just call him Coach, you're good. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) Hey, man. Hey, bud. Hey, Hey coach. I
2: I do that plenty. Uh I do that plenty. Hey, man, hey what's happening you know hey all, good to see you good to see you right all those uh, all those things
3: sure I've met you before but I have no clue
2: yeah well that happens to me occasionally I'll introduce myself like, I've met you everyone. like 72 times I'm like okay yeah sorry that
3: happens to everyone
2: I, I'm not the I'm not the I, I could be better at that I should be better at that remembering people's names <laughs> and things like that I should be better it's just sometimes it's just I need to pay attention better. I need to listen better. All those things.
1: Chuck, I mean, we can bring something back on the show. What's that? We haven't used in on this show in quite some time. What's that? And, and maybe it'll help. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not
2: my name. There you name. go. Adolus Garcia. Araldus Chapman.
3: Yeah, let's start playing that. <laughs> I always enjoyed that. Okay.
1: And the thing, what the the best part about that one was, it was never with me that that was wrong. Oh, it's me. It was the other producer. That oh. was his normal producer at the time that you would be getting wrong.
2: Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Right.
3: That's all right. I mean, he's an Oklahoma State guy. I mean, you're allowed to forget any of those people. <laughs> sure. If you're a true Red Raider. You'll just forget an Oklahoma State person's name. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: All right. We, well, we, you know, we, like I said, we try to do the best we can. Or I try to do the best I can with everybody's names. Sometimes I blow it. And I always apologize for that.
3: I think we've all gotten names wrong before.
2: Yeah. I know. Some uh, Somebody says this new Chuckism, the quiet before the calm. Right. <laughs> Ceiling is the roof. Right. Ceiling is the roof. Quiet before the calm. It's the quiet before the storm right now. Jamie's question of the day is next.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double
2: T 97.3. Not as uh, tricked up a question today as, or intro as it was the other day. I guess we're, that was just Abby Normal. We're back, to, we're back to normal.
3: I hope we continue to hear all versions. All versions. Okay. Just
2: different versions.
3: Different yeah. versions. Yeah. All right, so I have a couple of questions for you today. Oh, okay. uh, really? This the first one is just for you. Uh, I'm with the chat line here. I want to know how you went from uh, <laughs> <clears throat> question of the day a few weeks ago, being that we're going to be 11 and 0 well, I, <laughs> going into the Texas game, uh, to now we're going to be seven and five. So 7, what exactly happened?
2: Seven and five was my realistic number. Eleven and zero, was, I just got caught up in the moment of a win and a win and a win and a win and a win, and then all of a sudden that was we're national champions.
3: this feels like a pretty drastic difference between those two i know
2: well i mean i just got i got caught up in the moment i got caught up in the in the in the buzz of you know climbing cranes and you know of yourself really that morning
1: as well like you were wrapped up in yourself there Oh, we didn't hear from the coach that morning we didn't hear any you know motivational mm -hmm. speeches that was literally just you yeah, I know. I, I like I said,
2: I, I got I just uh, the whole the whole whirlwind kind of tornado that's around me of of all this energy and excitement. I, honestly, I got caught up in the vortex of it.
3: To your point, I honestly look at all of those games, all eleven, and the one that comes up after it, even, mm-hmm. and say, you could win that game. Mm-hmm. You could win that game. Mm-hmm. You're good enough to win that game. You yeah. can beat those guys. I just don't think you're going to beat all of them. Right that makes sense right
1: i have predicted seven and five if you were to offer me eight and four right now i'm not taking it i like your chances too much to improve on that
3: yep yep yep, yep okay here is my real question of the day
2: sure looking forward to it
3: okay you have three teams and correct me if i'm wrong here just three teams on the schedule no four teams on the schedule uh, no i was right the first time three teams on the schedule that you lost to Last year. Okay. Baylor, Kansas State, TCU. You lost to all three of them last year. I don't think there's anybody else on the schedule that you lost to. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell me the record for the Red Raiders this year against those teams that beat you last year.
2: Mm. Lost to Baylor, lost to K State, TCU. My my initial reaction was going to be, are you going to beat all three of them? Because <laughs> I think you can beat all three of them. Um, I think you're going to be two and one. You'll beat the two purple teams, K State and TCU at home, and lose on the road to Baylor. I I think the t- and of the three, the one that I feel the most confident about, for whatever reason, and it's only because of the hype train that's going to be rolling through that Thursday night is TCU. I think you're due to beat K-State, um, but being due to beat somebody never really comes out on a scouting report and says at the end, hey, we're due to beat him, so we're going to
1: beat them, right? <laughs> we're
2: overdue to beat them. Jeff?
1: Yeah, one and two. Uh, TC is the win. I, and t- I Baylor, it was your worst game last year by a lot with how you played and it could have just been all the hype of yeah. the, the coaching staff reuniting and the pressure that they put on themselves for that game. Or it could be that Randis just got McGuire's number because he knows how he thinks intimately and, and saw it firsthand and can actually attack it that way. Um, Baylor and I also don't, I have too much respect for the Baylor coaching staff to have them have another year like they had last year. So, Baylor I, I don't like and until Tech beats Kansas State, I'm not picking Tech to ever beat Kansas State again in football. So one and two. This is really
3: hard for me. Why would I ask a question that's hard gonna be hard to answer?
2: I don't know, but I mean you're pretty dumb I mean, you, since you, I
3: picked the question.
2: Yeah, you you knew in advance what you were gonna do.
3: <sighs> I think it's gonna be two and one. I think I'm with Chuck. I think you beat the two teams at home in Kansas State and TCU. I'm really nervous about the Baylor game. I think you're undefeated up until the Baylor game. I think that's your first loss of the season.
2: So you'd be five and zero going into that game. Yeah, that's October seventh. That's in Waco. Don't know if that's going to be an eleven a.m. game or one o'clock, two o'clock, six o'clock. Don't have any idea. But if you're five and zero, and they then and, and I don't know if they're going to be five and zero oh as well, but if that's the case, then <laughs> then you're probably playing at eleven because that becomes the featured game.
3: Yeah. What if, what Zs?
2: Yeah, I know. You're. I a, mean, if
3: you're a a good football team, you should be able to win any time of the day.
2: Sure. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I, I get it. That is in fact the rumor.
3: And I also don't think that like if it's a night game that all of a sudden it's gonna be like, Oh, those <laughs> folks in Waco are gonna make it this <laughs> tremendous atmosphere. Gonna be hard get to all, win there. Get
2: all liquored up, you know, yeah. ready to go. Have you have you been to a football game at Baylor?
3: Um, yes, but not a tech football game.
2: Not a tech football game. Okay.
3: Yeah. Call the
2: we we went to not what? in
3: the new stadium i've called a bunch of high school games, games at- in the old stadium floyd casey yep. um
2: we we've been to one game there and it was and i, I can't remember if it was the covid year or not <clears throat> but it was fun i mean we enjoyed it i mean um it was uh i mean it, it wasn't like this raucous tailgating atmosphere it wasn't but I mean, it was i mean they did a nice job of things they did a nice job of things mm-hmm. they I liked the shade, you know, that they provided with the toilet bowl covering of the of their stadium. I'm sure, that they don't really like that referred to like that, but and probably if I was on Bayer 97.3, seven three, I'd be like, "Oh man, what a unique exact architectural design!" Right? Sure. <laughs> you can speak glowingly about it. <laughs> sure. Um, so two and two and one is where I am. Two, and, but I think I think the Baylor game last year, I I, was,
3: think, I think it's i think you could lose all three
2: Mm,
3: i don't think you i don't think you will but i mean which of those do you are you like no way you're losing that
2: i feel like that's tcu
1: i'm not no
3: way yeah i'm most confident in tcu yeah
1: but i got that as the win Mm -hmm. like uh, if you told me you were winning one of those three i would say well Mm -hmm. uh, it's the tcu win Mm -hmm. yeah it's thursday night hot town hot time in the old town they lost you know. everybody off of last year's team. You didn't. I mean, I, I'm factoring in what's going on actually on the field. See, my thought
2: on the Baylor game last year isn't about the matchup between the, the coaches or anything like My feeling is that the, the hype train with uh, Mahomes being inducted into the Ring of Honor.
3: I don't think that affected our football team one single bit. Okay. Yeah. I did hear a rumor, though, that to try to make it really good atmosphere down, down in Waco this year, that it was going to be a throwback night, and they were going to honor some legends of the past.
2: Herb Riles. And
3: No, they were going to bring back all the tarps. <laughs> all the tarps. Okay. <laughs> all the- <laughs> going to all Roll the, them out there 50-yard okay. line. All the
2: All the tarps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really
3: think our team got caught up and Patrick Mahomes is out there being honored right now?
2: Yeah. I, I think that the, just the, the hype of everything that was going on, the number of people on the sideline, the distraction that it was, if, the fireworks
3: if, at if, halftime. If you believe that, you have to say your your coaching staff did a bad job.
2: Well, I mean, it could be a combination of that and in, you know the fact that they were playing the other you know playing their you know former colleagues and stuff like that. But I don't know that that played as much a factor into it. Maybe Baylor was just better than night.
3: Maybe they dominated up front. Yeah. And they ran the football all yeah. over you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe well, that. They, maybe they're. Maybe they better. were
3: just better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe yep. they had a better scheme. Yeah. Whatever, that yep. night. Yeah. Maybe their offensive line to own mm-hmm. your defensive line because that's what it appeared.
2: Yeah. Uh, this, I think we beat Baylor in Waco. I think CJM, that's Coach Joy McGuire, will have an emotional speech about how Baylor came into our house and embarrassed us last year. It's time for payback. Uh, Gary has this simple explanation. We lost to Baylor because of the interceptions.
3: Yeah, that wouldn't, wasn't good either.
2: It was not ideal.
3: Was that the fiver? Was that like every guy that stepped on the field threw so. a pick?
2: And now one of yeah. those guys is we have playing for us.
3: Didn't we have three different quarterbacks throw an interception that day? Yeah, I think that's I right. I think you're right. Yeah.
2: Now one, now one of the Baylor guys that intercepted a ball for them is playing for us.
3: Super fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe he'll have an interception for them to help us beat them. The Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Tell him he's wrong. Here's Jeff McGuire with a uh, tell-me-I'm-wrong feature.
1: Okay, so great quarterbacks can make great great wide receivers. Uh, think of like Tom Brady working with Wes Welker, Danny Amendola. As good as they were in the NFL with Brady, they never had that success with anybody else. Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson, same kind of thing in, in Green Bay. On the flip side of that, great wide receivers can make great quarterbacks. Think of Tony Gonzalez pretty much with everybody he ever received a pass from and Randy Moss with uh, the very old Randall Cunningham at that point. Cunningham was good in his in his prime, but at that point in his career, he wasn't as good, but that was a phenomenal team-up with those two guys working together. And then there's the the perfect combination when you've got a great receiver and a great quarterback, Rice Montana, Mahomes Kelsey... Tom Brady, Randy Moss. So here's the tell me I'm wrong. Dak Prescott will only go as far as CD Lamb can take him. And before you just dismiss it that CD Lamb's not a great receiver, Dak's quarterback, uh, T- Dak's QBR when throwing to Lamb is 93. When he throws to anyone else on the Cowboys roster, including a former tight end, 57.9. That's a big drop. Mm-hmm. One guy to the rest of the, the the roster. So tell me I'm wrong.
2: Well, I guess my first thought is um, I would not have guessed that his QBR would have been that high with Lamb versus everybody else. Um my 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 first thought is is you know are you measuring success on winning a super bowl and and that's because you basically listed super bowl quarterbacks with Rodgers and Brady Dak and Prescott Montana that
1: will be carried by his receiver in this case.
2: Yeah, see I don't think so. I don't I don't view CD Lamb as a guy that quote bails out uh Dak Prescott yet. I don't I don't view Prescott is a guy that makes Lamb necessarily better. And and maybe it's just because I'm just so out on him being able to, you know, do very much in postseason play because he hasn't done anything in postseason play. I guess I just I need to be proven that that he that he can be that quarterback. I just don't I just don't know that he's he's got that ability. So I don't think that either one is going to bail the other one out or make the other one better uh, by their play.
3: I think CD Lamb is is a, already a great receiver. I think he's going to get even better. Um I I don't think he is going to fix Dak Prescott's problems. And so, I don't know that I'm telling you you're wrong because I I think he could play a big part in Dak being successful and the Cowboys being successful as a team but some poor decision-making um just the not having the ability to come up big in the postseason or big moments per se and I know Dak does in some of those big moments but he has not a bunch in the postseason um I don't think I don't think C.D. Lamb can fix that so I guess I'm telling you you're wrong because I don't think C.D. Lamb, no matter how good he becomes, has the ability to to carry Dak Prescott to a Super Bowl.
2: And, and when you think of the Cowboy receivers, I mean, you're kind of thinking about you know, whether it's Owens or or it's or it's Michael Irvin or it's Drew Pearson or you know any of those guys. I just don't I I I don't know if I put Lamb in that category.
3: Oh, I think Lamb's going to be a superstar in the league. I do. Um, I.
1: Now I'm not I putting think Lamb he, in the category I, of Rice or no, uh, some of these other guys I'm talking. No. He's a step down from there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but he is by far Dak's best target.
3: No question. No question. I think that um I think C D Lamb is the best receiver on the team and he gets as far as the numbers go, um, he gets open way more than other guys because he can create separation, which makes it a lot easier for Dak Prescott. But we all know that on every play, any I don't care how good a receiver is, he's not open on every play, right? And so there are times when you have to throw to somebody else. There are times where C.D. Lamb is not going to be the primary receiver. There is there are times when the play is going to be set up and designed to go to somebody else. Is Dak still making solid decisions in those those moments? That's what I question, mm-hmm. and so. As good as C.D. Lamb is, he he may get open on six out of ten plays or seven out of ten plays. He's not getting the ball every time you pass the ball, and so I, I just that's why I say I don't know that he can, quote unquote, fix Dak.
2: Yeah, I don't. I, I just I don't view him as a guy that is going to fix Dak. I would agree with you.
1: Yeah. Th- then it's, let me rewind that just a say, it's, it's, Is there anyone that could fix Dak other than Dak?
3: I think Dak is who he is. I don't think Dak's getting better. I don't think he's getting worse. I, I think he's a really good quarterback. I just don't think he's an elite. Great, great quarterback. Um it's just it's just really odd. And I, I guess this goes back to the being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys thing. And I know that we're in, you know, an area of the world that really enjoys the Cowboys. It just feels like Dak Prescott, is, there's just always so much pressure on him. And let's remember, this is a guy coming out of college that nobody thought that highly of. But, I mean, he's had good seasons and solid seasons, and you wanted to see him take the next step, and he hasn't really done that. And I just feel like, man, going into this season, it feels like everybody in the football world is like, put up or shut up for Dak. Well, truth of the matter is, I mean, he's still got a big old deal that he's sitting on. I mean, it's not like well, if he doesn't perform well this year, the Cowboys are just going to let him go. I just don't see that happening. I don't know. I, I, it's just interesting how much pressure I feel like is on Dak Prescott heading into this
1: season. And we want to root for Dak, like as a player. He's a good guy. He's a good player. He, he's, a, he's a guy that you would want your your kids to look up to for. The, the way he acts and the way he ta- handles his business and a lot of different aspects of this. He he is a leader in that team. He's not a, a detriment to the Cowboys when it comes to off the field stuff, but he's also not what he needs to be to get where the Cowboys fans need him to go. It, it
2: just feels like that. He is not going to win the, um, he is just not going to win the big game where he's not gonna carry the team. Dak.
3: It, at times I think he can he can carry the team. I, I just he hasn't shown us that he can do that in the postseason yet. Yeah. He hasn't shown us that he can do that against the top teams in the league. And yes, he's got some big wins against good teams, but like consistently is he doing that. He hasn't shown us he could do that, yet they're paying him like a guy mm-hmm. that can do that. Okay, And I I think a lot of times I feel like Cowboys fans, there's criticism for Dak because Dak got every single penny he could get from the Cowboys. Every single penny he could get. You know what? Probably a lot of us would do the same thing. But he got all he could get to make sure he was one of those highest paid quarterbacks, whatever, fully well-knowing. I mean, you just as a casual fan, if you're paying Dak that much and he's not really worth that much, man, you're going to have a hard time winning at the highest level. And that's where you are. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you and I sat here when that deal was done and said, okay, well, you can kiss a Super Bowl championship goodbye during Dak's time. It's just just your, your team's not built to do that now with him making that much money. Again, if you are elite, you can get away with that because Patrick Mahomes lifts everybody up. Okay? Everybody's better. I mean the kickers are better because of Patrick Mahomes. I'm joking a little bit, okay? Right. And, I mean that whole offense is a different deal. Okay? It's just not the same with Dak. Yet you're playing, paying him similar money and putting yourself in a, in a bad spot in the you know with with the salary cap because of how much money he's being paid.
1: And even if you take the contract out of it though. And, and just what his abilities are. that doesn't make everybody better. I, I don't know that there's anybody on the offensive side of the ball on the Cowboys that does other than the collective group of the offensive line.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at double DoubleT97.3.com.